Hi, and welcome to the Writing and Marketing Show brought to you by author Wendy H. Jones. This show does exactly what it says on the tin. It's jam-packed with interviews, advice, hints, tips and news to help you with the business of writing. It's all wrapped up in one lively podcast, so it's time to get on with the show. Welcome to episode 75 of the Writing and Marketing Show with author, entrepreneur, Wendy H. Jones. I cannot believe at all that we're at episode 75. And I'm doing another uh, single episode today, and there's a good reason for that, because I want to talk about when things go wrong. And you'll find out why I want to talk about that in a minute. Um, I did say right at the very beginning that this would be a mixture of interviews and um single person shows, uh, which was what I wanted to do because I want to get perspectives from everyone. And we'll be back to interviews again soon. But before we get on with today's show, when things go wrong, um, I would like to say that I love bringing you this show every week. It's an absolute pleasure and I do so willingly. However, it does take time out of my writing life. And if you want to support that time, you can do so by going to patreon.com forward slash Wendy H. Jones and supporting me for just uh, $3 a month. Uh, it's the price of a tea or coffee. And it would mean that I that you want the show to continue, that you're enjoying it, and that you're finding all the episodes useful. Um, and I, of course, would be very grateful. So that's patreon.com forward slash Wendy H. Jones. So what of today's show? Well, I want to talk about um, when things go wrong. And the reason I want to do that is because I'm a very sunny-natured person, and I'm very upbeat, and I don't tend to talk about you know, what's going wrong. But I might give you the idea that life, the writing life is a bed of roses. It can absolutely be a bed of roses and I love it, but it can also have its downsides as well. And I wanted to give you a balance. I wanted to give you an honest opinion of what's going on. Hang on, I need to take a small swallow of my tea before we continue. Ah, so that's just one of the things that, um, that go wrong with me. But however, I'll explain about that in a minute. So I want to start by quoting from a poem from a very long dead um, American author called John Greenleaf Whittier. And the opening uh, two sentences of his poem are, when things go wrong, as they sometimes will, when the road you're trudging seems all uphill. And sometimes life can be like that, and it really can. There are times when things just do not seem to be going right, and everything you're doing is um, is going uphill. It's, it's like going uphill with a pack on your back, pushing a boulder. Let's make things worse. We're writers, aren't we? So we're used to making things worse for our main character. But I wanted, so that's what I wanted to talk to you about today. So in the last year, we've obviously, or even 15 months, the world has been rocked by a virus called coronavirus. And this has knocked everyone's world sideways. And this was the first thing for a lot of writers and for me that were knocked sideways because physical events stopped dead. There were no physical events. Now I had a year full of um, events, author talks, speaking engagements, all well paid. Um, I had book tours arranged. I had book signings arranged. All of that went for a button. Everything stopped. And 
you know, you think, oh, well, that's one thing. What can we do to um, do anything about it? Well, we all pivoted. We did things online. Um, we moved things around. Um, and we had the resilience at the beginning to be able to do this because uh, we thought it would be over, not quickly, but quicker than it has been. So everyone's life has changed and we've all have to pivot and move and change. And that can be quite stressful. But the other thing that happened with the coronavirus was that um, a lot of people's brains went into brain freeze and we just could not write. And even I found myself like this. I just could not write. I was still writing, but it was hard. It was extremely hard. It didn't flow. It wasn't easy. And, you know, I've struggled like everyone else uh, to be able to write for the past year. And pleased to say that my writing mojo has come back with a bang and I'm writing up a storm, which you'll be glad to know if you're waiting for books to come out. So we all had to pivot and change and move. And also with all of that, everybody's income dropped. Now, a lot of authors found themselves in some sort of crack, in some sort of black hole um, where they weren't entitled to um, any extra income from the government or from grants or whatever. And I fell into that as well. So it meant I had to pivot. And the reason I'm telling you this is because I did things. You know, I set up the Patreon um, for this podcast, which I wasn't going to do, but I had to because, um, you know, obviously when your income suddenly crashes, you need to do things to try and uh, move it around. Now, I'm not saying that to say, feel sorry for me and I want you to do the Patreon, although you're more than welcome. But it was one of the things I did. Um, um, I said I had always wanted to set up um, uh, an academy to help other writers, to set up courses to help other writers, and this was the impetus I needed. So I set up uh, the Authorpreneur Accelerated Academy, which is a monthly membership where I support writers to write their books and to establish and grow and develop their author business. And if you were interested in looking at that, uh, just as an aside, if you type uh, Authorpreneur Accelerator Academy into uh, Google, you will find me. Or you can actually, um, I will put the, the link in the show notes and you can take a look at that if that's something you would like to look at. But that was, that gave me the time to do that. So I did move and I did pivot and I did change. I set up, um, some online courses for, um, writers. And I also brought out my, um, Marketing Matters book because I, I always wanted to revamp it and it was time for me to completely change my power, power packed book marketing and I brought it out as Marketing Matters. Um, so I dealt with that quite well. Um, and of course, life gets in the way, doesn't it? Life always gets in the way. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Something will need to happen. You have to go. You have to do the shopping. But the shopping didn't just take you know, 20 minutes like it might have done before as you flew around the supermarket, the shopping took two hours because you had to go uh, to the supermarket, you had to stand in queues, you had to, um, you had to wash and gel your hands all the time, you weren't allowed to stand near anybody and it was, everything was very difficult. It took up a lot of physical and emotional energy and it really did. Um, things that we just took for granted, suddenly we had to think deeply about and that took up a lot of our um, 
mental capacity, uh, which didn't leave much uh, room for writing. And some people might still be feeling that that's the case. I'm not. I've got over that. I got over that quite quickly. But, you know, when you were expecting to go out for half an hour and do the shopping and you're getting back three, four hours later, it really does take a lot of time out of your day and a lot a lot of mental and emotional capacity. Um. I've also been exhausted over the last year. Now, I've heard a lot of people say that, that the last year, even if they haven't had coronavirus, they've just been exhausted. They've had no energy for anything. And again, I think that's because we uh, have been, you know, we everything takes so long. Everything is so difficult. We're having to think about things in new ways. We're having to do things in new ways. We're having to plan things. Nothing's spontaneous. Because of all the, the booking in that you have to do, if you read uh, last uh, month's podcast, uh, last month, sorry, if you listen to uh, last month, last week's podcast, um, that on you know planning on doing historical research, you'll understand how difficult it can be just to do simple things these days. Um, it takes a lot of planning. Um, the other thing that happened uh, was that I had several kitchen appliances that need change. Now, in the big scheme of things, this doesn't matter. But it does matter when everything's locked down. And when you would normally leap in the car and you would go off and you would take a visit to whatever your nearest appliance store is, say, uh, Curry's PC World for us. And you would go and look at one, you would weigh up the pros and cons, and then you would buy one. No, you had to buy one online without actually seeing it. So again, all the researching, all the, um, all the, you had to do it online. And it was a lot more difficult because then you had to order it online and you had to wait for it to arrive and then it had to be fitted. And it was, to be honest, things just took up a lot more time and energy than they should have done. I've also had computer problems, computer problems that are still ongoing. Throughout the lockdown, I had a problem with my computer. It was very old. It was an Apple Mac. It was very, very old. And I bought a new one online. It's an Apple Mac. I know about Apple Macs. This computer did not work from the get-go. And the Apple computer, I'm not getting at anybody here because the Apple support were outstanding. But when you spend days and days and days of your time on to the phone, to Apple to support, to get a computer working, then again, it takes up so much of your mental energy, your physical energy and your time and things just go wrong. And on their own, this is not a problem, but taking them all together, it begins to get bigger and bigger. And I've still got computer problems. I do not have my main computer at the moment. Thankfully, I do my podcast on my laptop. I always have done. Uh, the reason being that I do the podcast, I record the podcast in my sitting room because uh, my office used to be a garage. So it's a bit echoey. So it's better for me to do it here. But um, my computer has, I've not had a computer for the last three weeks. First of all, it was with Apple. Now it's with PC World. And I don't know what's going to happen. To be honest, in my future, I can see myself buying a brand new computer that is under one year, the, for the one that's under one year old. But I have to say, there's nothing I can do about it. So getting worked up about it isn't going to help, but it is frustrating because it's money, it's energy. I need to go and deal with that. And it takes time out of my writing time. And it stifles creativity. Let's face it, because if you're thinking about, you know, computers not working, it takes up a lot of your uh, time and it stifles creativity. 
Um, I've also had some um, building repairs that I've had to have done. And again, on its own, it wasn't a huge drama. I could get it done, but it took time trying to ring around a lot of different places to see who was open because everybody was closed because of lockdown eventually getting someone. Then when people are doing building works in your house, it was outside, by the way, so they were allowed to come and do it. Um, it's so much noise, so there's no way you're getting any work done. So everything just tends to get in the way. I've had health problems. Um, I've told you that I've got a problem with my jaw. That's still ongoing. I had an, another appointment with a dentist this morning um, that I wasn't expecting. My dental appointment was meant to be for next week, but uh, next week, next month, but they brought it forward. Uh, the dental appointment I thought was going to be 10 minutes turned it out to be an hour. Um, you know, all these things just happen to you. They just happen. There's nothing you can do about it, but it happens. I've now got another dental appointment next week. I've got a problem with my voice, which is a real problem if you're doing a podcast, but that's related to the amount of things I've had to do on Zoom and also doing this podcast. But I'm going to carry on doing the podcast because I love doing it, but it is putting a strain on my vocal cords. I've now got an appointment at four o'clock today with a speech therapist, again online. So I've got an appointment for something that's got to help me with my voice because I'm speaking too much online and the appointment's online. There's irony in that. You've got to laugh. I'm not blaming the speech therapy department. They're doing what they have to do. And I'm just grateful I've got the appointment. And I'm grateful for the NHS because I get it for nothing. And, um, you know, this brings me to what you can do about it. Because I don't want to just give you a catalogue of woes. That's not what this is about. By the way, I'm not feeling sorry for myself in the slightest. I'm quite happy with life, although I do need to take another drink. I'm quite happy with life. And I have dealt with everything. You know, it's just that I'm explaining why, as writers, when things go wrong, it can hammer your writing life. You know, if I live on my own as well. So if things go wrong, I have to deal with them on my own. So, you know, I've got no one to fall back on to help. There's just me. But that's the way it is. I'm not getting excitable about that. It's I'm used to it. But I'm just I'm trying to explain that things do go wrong. So what can we do about it? Well, first of all, part of it is mindset. Um, you need to develop emotional resilience. Now, I have a lot of emotional resilience. And what do I mean by that? Well, emotional resilience is uh, the ability to deal with things when they go wrong. And if a lot of things go wrong at once. Now, if you, I mean, major life events will hammer your emotional, uh, your emotional what am I saying? Resilience. I'm going mad as well. No, I'm not really. I've just got a bad memory. Uh, major life events, if they all happen at once, you know, divorce, death, um, moving house, if that all happens at once, your emotional resilience might go for a burton. So I'm not making light of anything you may be going through. And I am not um, a psychologist. So I'm not um, giving you medical advice here. If you feel that you're, you know, emotionally, you're in crisis, please seek medical help. I am not giving you medical advice, but I am saying that you can build up emotional resilience by doing things in advance. And having a sense of humor is one of them. And I have to say, I've got quite a good sense of humor. And when things go wrong, I just, on the whole, just laugh. And I think, oh, you know, what the heck? This is hopeless. What else can go wrong? And I try to see the funny side of things. Very often, you can't see the funny side of it if you're, you know, 
fridge freezer breaks down and you don't have a penny to replace it, that's not funny, you know, but you have to deal with it somehow. And it's, you know, you can build up emotional resilience in advance. So having a sense of humor is one of the things you can do. You can also, uh, you cannot control what goes wrong. No one can control what goes wrong. Things will. What you can control is how you look at it and how you deal with it. You can, you can, um, you can control your own uh, way of looking at it. Now, I look at it as something else to manage. It's frustrating. I do get annoyed. Don't think I'm any saint because I'm not. Because when I don't have a computer, I get extremely, extremely frustrated. When I've spent hours on the phone to people and it's taken me three quarters of an hour to get through to someone in the first place because they keep trying to push you um, to a to go online and look at their help pages rather than phoning them. But you know you need to phone and talk to them because you've already done all that. It's as frustrating as heck. I appreciate that. But I have to look at it as I am getting the help. I'm in a country where I can get the help. Help is at the end of a phone when I eventually get there. And the people at the end of the phone are doing their jobs to the best of their ability and they're trying to help. And I have to look at it like that because trust me, I would like to just take it out on the person at the end of the phone, but it's not their fault. They did not make any of my appliances break down. Um, also, perseverance is uh, something that you can, um, that you can develop. Work on developing perseverance. Don't give up easily. I'm like a terrier with a rat, you know, I'm, I go for it and go for it and go for it until I've solved it. I can persevere. And I've learned that through many years. I was in the military and we had to persevere there. You couldn't just give up. And I have learned to persevere and we can plan on persevering. So don't give up um, is the other thing that you can do. Um, and remember that you're in control. I've said that. You're in control of the whole situation. The situation might have happened, but you are still in control of how you manage that situation. And so all of these things, uh, including being positive as well, try and look at the positive in it. Now, trying to look at the positive of not having a computer. I mean, to be honest, I've got about 50,000 notebooks in my house. I can write on my phone. I can write on my iPad. I do have a laptop, although the laptop's getting a bit old, so it might give up the ghost soon. So I'm hoping a computer does appear from somewhere, um, or I will be seeing a new computer in my future. But I look at the positive. I do have other things that I can do to help me, that I can use. I can still write. I've got notebooks and pens. You know, life hasn't come to a grinding halt just because technology gives up the ghost. Yes, as I say, it's as frustrating as all get out, but you can do it. The other thing that you can do to help uh, yourself uh, when all these things are going wrong is to rest. Because as I say, I was exhausted. It all these things exhaust you. The fact you've got a pandemic going on exhausts you. All these things happening one after the other after the other exhaust you. So give give yourself time to rest. Give yourself time to uh, regenerate, uh, you know, and recover. You need that. We all need that. And just focus on one thing at a time. Seriously, my brain sometimes, I've got so much to do and so many things going wrong, I don't know where to start. Then I write a list. I write a list of everything that needs to be done, everything that needs to be changed, everything that I need to move forward. And then I choose one at a time and I literally 
focus on that one thing. Then I tick it off and I focus on the next thing. Now, something may come along that's even a higher priority. Focus on that, then go back to your list. That's a good one. And give yourself permission not to write. One of the biggest issues is that we very often feel so guilty because we're not writing. Yes, I say you should be writing. Yes, I encourage people to write. Yes, I want to write all the time. But I also give myself permission to have time off or to focus on something else. And that's important. Remember, you're a human being. You're you're not a writer. You're your name. I am a writer, but that's not my whole persona. I am Wendy Jones. I am Wendy H. Jones. Me as a person. I have other things in my life and I need to look after myself and my physical body. And that's very important to remember. So remember, whatever your name is, you know, whether it's Wendy Jones or whether it's Joe Smith, you must give yourself time to remember that you're you and to give yourself permission not to write. And give yourself permission to relax as well. Because let me tell you, when all these things are going wrong, you are wound up tighter than the tightest spring that's ever come along. Or you're wound up tighter than the a twisted elastic band and it will take just one tiny crack for it to explode. So you need to relax. Give yourself permission to relax. Whatever you like doing, do it. You know, so what I'm saying to you out of all of this is, you need to change your approach. Things will go wrong, but you need to change your approach to how you manage it. Overwhelm will kill you. Overwhelm will paralyze you. Overwhelm will stop you doing anything. So make changes that will stop you being overwhelmed. Make changes that will help you not to be overwhelmed. Make changes to your life that will help you to be a better person. And in turn, that will help you to be a better writer. I would like to finish by going back to um, the author, the, the poet I was quoted from at the very beginning, John Greenleaf Whittier. And I want to quote you the two last lines in his poem. So what it is, the last two lines are, so stick to the fight when you're hardest hit, it's when things go wrong that you must not quit. And that's what I want to say to you. Whatever is going on in your life, whether you feel you can't write or not, whether you feel that uh, you can't move forward, do not quit. I'm encouraging you not to quit. I believe in you. Believe in yourself. Believe in your writing and believe in what you're doing. Yes, take a rest. Yes, stay, step back and look at the bigger picture. Yes, um, focus on something else for a few days, but then get back to it. You are a writer and you must not quit. That brings us to the end of another show. It was really good to have you on the show with me today. I'm Wendy H. Jones and you can find me at wendyhjones.com. You can also find me on Patreon where you can support me for th uh, as little as $3 a month, which is less than the price of a tea or coffee. You go to patreon.com forward slash Wendy H. Jones. I'm also Wendy H. Jones on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and Pinterest. Thank you for joining me today and I hope you found it both useful and interesting. Join me next week when I will have another cracking guest for you. Until then, have a good week 
and keep writing, keep reading and keep learning.